Dumb Bills Fan Podcast for October 20th, 2015. I am David Palermo. And I'm your co-host, Adam Deacon. That's Adam Deacon. He's back again. Cincinnati Bengals came in town to Buffalo and just kicked the shit out of Buffalo up and down the field. But if you want to keep giving Cincinnati short fields on the first five drives, then I guess that's what's going to happen. Right. There's there's a lot of talk around, a lot of, a lot of blame game going on in the fan base and even in the media about whose fault this was. A lot of, a lot of talk about the defensive scheme not fitting. A lot of talk about offensive injuries. But for me, it was the special teams unit that buried this team. You can only stack the deck so hard against this defense, and they're defending the ball from midfield on first five possessions. Um, you can't, you can't expect them to stop the number two offense without room to at least give up a couple first downs. You know, what I mean, you, you you're starting, you're starting in Bills territory. You get a couple first downs. That's the red zone. Think about it. The Bills would make a play, get a stupid penalty. I mean, Ron Brooks cost them uh, cost them fifteen yards. And Chris Brown had an interesting stat that saying up until the first or up until the Tennessee game, thirty percent of the Bills' penalties were fifteen yards or more. And I said last podcast the penalties will be easy to clean up. Don't worry about it. And I said at the podcast before that. How many penalties did we have this last game altogether for the Bills? Uh, I believe it was eight penalties for 93 yards versus three penalties for 20 for Cincinnati. Now, eight penalties really isn't that bad. But when you're giving up and you're losing momentum, I mean, uh, a lot of people, they, they think this defense sucks. And really what it's coming down to is, it seems like they can run the ball on the Bills at will, but then you look at the final stats, and it's really not that good of an average. But it seems like they take like like teams are just taking advantage of their opportunities and they're striking while the iron is hot. You finally get them in a situation, dumb penalty. Jerry Hughes got called for a hands to the face. I'm like, what? H- how? You right. know, and and it's and these refs are they're not calling the game both ways. Robert Woods gets clearly headbutted. Dan yeah. Carpenter, Sal Capaccio believes in uh, people watching on TV. Yeah, I heard he you got, on he WGR got, there talking about this. I heard you call in, bud. Yeah, I called in to uh, talk with Sal, ultimate Sal, love Sal. But, I mean, allegedly uh, Carpenter got face masked by Adam Jones. Nothing was said about it. And the Bills get all these penalties. And, and quite frankly, you're right. The special teams cannot... Cover a kick to save their life. Cannot. It is awful. And when you have a quote-unquote core of special teamers on your damn team, and yes, Marcus Easley is out. It just shows you how yeah, good that, that kid is. That really was apparent, and you could tell the impact that, that he has when he's out there. When when he's absent, you, you feel it. And while we're still on the topic of special teams before we move off of this, the other thing that I still just cannot wrap my head around is how we're still struggling with kickoffs going into week seven. I mean, Cundiff's out. We I don't know if we touched on that. I don't think I don't think he was he was cut last time we podcasted, but uh Cundiff's Cundiff's out. Had Dan Carpenter doing kickoff duty. It wasn't great and these guys really I hate to say it, I almost wish Jordan Gay was back. I'd buy the jersey. Oh man, he Here's my debate with that is, quite frankly, with all the injuries, there is a thing where you you, you need the roster spot. Now, here's what I think happened. I, I, I don't disagree with that, but at the same time, I, I think this defense would be a lot more successful defending an 80-yard field than a 50-yard well, field. Well, and that's the thing is where I'm at with special teams is whenever there is a return, there's a penalty. Whenever – it whenever the Bills bring the ball out, there's a penalty. Right. Like, why run it out if you're going to get a holding call? Why? And don't forget, Danny Crossman absolutely sucked two years ago, and he got his shit together last year. 
I don't know how it happened, but, you know, Doug Marone's first year, I always rail on it. And, you know, it, it's just it was a nightmare. He, he, he preached accountability and Crossman should have been canned because not for nothing, Bruce DeHaven was here, but no, we got the stupid buddy system and we got to keep, oh, you know, I, I, I work with the uh, Northeastern, whatever dumb crap they work together in. Hit Marone and Crossman. No, you got to bring in your boys because that's what you do. Special teams is never an issue for the Bills. Why are special teams an issue now? The right. common denominator? What's the common denominator? Danny Crossman. Sorry. Your special teams sucked this year. They were, gr- you could say great last year. They ranked really high. At least, that's what the word on the street was. Very satisfied with that. We were cool with special teams. Year before that, Tire fire. And they've invested a lot of roster spots in special teams. Now, here's what I think happened with the kicker. I, conspiracy time, I don't think that Rocks wanted to have a kicker on the roster in general. So, what do you do? Carpenters miss little kicks. Well, we need a guy who might be able to kick field goals and he'll turn up the heat on Carpenter, but behind the scenes, you're getting rid of Jordan Gay. But he's praising him as he's wiping his ass out the door. Here you go, son. Pats his butt. And that's a really smart, savvy way to get rid of that roster spot without hurting the kids' feelings. Yeah, at the same time, it is a business. And that's not far-fetched at all. That's At the same time, it is a business. And right. you might just want to say, maybe they wanted to just keep that kid and maybe throw him in there for field goals, but he just couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, I have I have no insight on that at all. I I'm, I'm, mean, assuming, I'm assuming by Rex's one little comment during that one press conference where he said that he needed to work on his field goals, I'm assuming that's that's what we were looking at, that he just wasn't making the kicks in practice. Um, looking at the other, Looking at the other side of this, not only were we giving Cincinnati great field position, we got stuck inside our own 10. I think what four times, it w- however many times it doesn't matter. I mean, we're we're coming, we're coming in trying to score on a long field, and we're trying to play defense on half a field, and it it was it, it was, didn't work. It was the Patriots game all over again, and I swear, you know, um, a, a lot of guys, Mike, Mike Shope, which I agree with him a lot of the time on this is. He, he always mentions on WGR, Mike Shope of Chauvin the Bulldog, he always mentions um, that field position is overrated. Like the, like the coaches want to play field position. But I got to say, with these Bills, field position this year, this game, especially, really showed up. Because the Bills are starting these drives inside their own twenty. And you have a quarterback that has not played a live game in a long time. He's going to take a while to to get acclimated, I think, in the game. Because, quite frankly, when the live bullets fire were fired at him, even though he says he did okay, EJ struggled. He looked like EJ. You know, a pass, pushing the ball a little bit more. Couldn't make the simple things. You know, adrenaline's flowing. You're asking this kid to start from the 20 or within the 20, and your offense has been shaky as is. You, you have a tire fire of injuries. I mean, we'll get into that in a few. But you got the number two offense on the other side of the field, and the Bills defense still, with the drives they gave on what, averaging around the Buffalo 47, those first five drives for Cincinnati? Yeah. They had a drive in the 36. I remember one drive they had. I believe it was a Ron Brooks drive, penalty drive. They gave up another 15-yard penalty, or at least a 10-yard penalty. It was it was a big one. The, they gave I counted 60 free yards they gave them on one drive. The the drive the drive from the 36 there. That was the uh, interception by Denard there, right? That was the pick EJ threw, I believe. No. No. No, because that was like in front of me in the stadium, and that EJ that was in their own territory, the Bengals. Oh, okay. It's actually kind of like a punt, but um, kind of like a punt. Yeah, I don't know. But 
So what you have here is you, you just have these guys just they're just they're starting off two steps behind already. Yeah. And that that was the big issue of the game, and that's what happened in New England. But Tom Brady put up twenty one points. The dude's a savage. You know, and, and for the defense to hold them to seventeen points in the first half, it's pretty damn impressive. Okay, you're spotting them thirty yards if they're going near the fifty. Okay? Thirty yards. Three first downs. Yeah. So what's that do? The whole playbook is open from there. Yeah, and the I mean that the whole playbook is over from there. And that really gives your defense no no room to get a feel of the rhythm of that offense and make adjustments on the fly. By the time you give up two first downs, like I said before, you're in the red zone. You're defending you're defending the red zone. And then, you know, I mean, it's you put you put a, a team like Cincinnati in striking distance, they're going to strike every time. And I mean the 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 Bills they they drove right down their throat opening drive. It was it was good. And and you know, you, you look at you look at what's going on and you just think that like I I feel with this team if they need a big third down, they convert it on them. And if they make a play, the Bills do something stupid and something happened. Oh, there's a foul. There's a flag. And, and I'm sick of looking at the field for freaking flags. And and I, and I thought at first, because they overturned that, that clay catch, which is a really good call. Good job, Rex. And they, they overturned that clay catch. It was amazing. He got his hands underneath that. Actually, watching that, watching the, the replay of that, I think they got that wrong. Really? Because the ball didn't move, at least on the Jumbotron. It didn't look like the ball moved at all. Yeah, I, I, I watched the, I've watched the game a couple times since then. And it, actually, not that anyone really cares, but I got, I got to go out to this, to this one. I, I, I rolled out with Dave to, to the home game this week, which was awesome. Except that we lost. But uh, I've watched the condensed game, like I said, a couple times since, since then, and. I don't know, man. I that it it wasn't it wasn't so much a a question of whether whether it was or wasn't a catch. It was like if if that's the call, and, and I'm trying to be unbiased here, but if that's the call, I don't think there was evidence to overturn that. Um, and and you know they even. The, the the commentators even kind of kind of went with that on on the te- on the telecast right so right at, at the same time I, I mean I want it called black or white I don't want is it enough to overturn the call on the field because yeah realistically quite, quite frankly, what I want it, I don't it, I don't give a shit I want the bills I want whatever's gonna help the bills win I right mean. well obviously it's just like really annoying when it's not when the game isn't called equally and I, and, I, and it's and it's old. Cause and I mean, Tom, in the stadium, you know, I was up there. That's a catch. That's a catch. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and, and and it was cool. I mean, chaos broke loose. After that, the Bills' offense sputtered, and what was cool for you too, being in the stadium. You saw a few lanes EJ could have thrown the ball, and I feel like with Tyrod's mental development, if Tyrod was in the game, I could be nuts. If Tyrod was in the game, I feel like even though he's shown the last two games to be pretty slow, two to three games, it's been the offense has been a little sketchy, you know, in the Giants and the Titans for Tyrod, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like when when we have that, I felt mentally he would have made those reads. And, and the thing with EJ is, and I expected especially in the first half, Got live bolts again, and he was slow. His decision-making was slow, and we think sometimes, man, Tyrod holds on to the ball too long. Now, I didn't buy the hype that, oh, EJ doesn't have the escapability. EJ's got legs. That kid's a deer. He can go. He ain't going to crush you, Yeah, but he's, he's agile. I mean, He's I, not as calculated as Tyrod in, in his movements, and he he's not as elusive, but he's got the motor. You, you know how I look at it? Jeff Knight. Brought it out the best. Our friend oh, Jeff Knight. Let's slander that guy. Here he oh, hates yeah, that. Oh yeah, he loves it. No, but, we love you, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff, turn off. Um, but you have he goes. It's like you have Donovan McNabb style running 
versus Michael Vick style running. And right. I thought that was such a great comparison. I don't know where he heard that or if he made it up. I mean, he's known for great quotes, but that like was money right there. You know what else he's known for? What? Kind of looking like Andy Reid sometimes. He does look like Andy Reid. The walrus. With a laugh. With a cute giggle. But he, Love he, that guy. But no, that that's a killer. That's, that's, that's dude, a it's killer on the comparison. Money. It's on the money because McNabb can go, but it, I feel like EJ's a little bit elusive. And, and people crying about Castle? Just shut up. Do you really think Castle would be able to stand that pocket breaking down? No. So stop. You saw in the preseason third and long, and what happened? He did nothing. Oh, man. I and, felt and by like, the way, EJ was killing me throwing it short of sticks on third and long. I felt like Matt Castle driving here today in that traffic, man. I was like, oh, sweet, three yards every 40 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. It's just I, I felt EJ's eyes are slow. They're slow. They're slow. And when the lights are turned on, he it's just natural to go back to your bad habits. I mean, he's throwing a, a laser to, to, to McKay. McCoy drops it. No, but it's like, dude, he's, it's only like five yards in front of you, man, and nobody's around him. Like, can you throw the ball? Can you lead the guys on a little that, bit? That That's what happens when you criticize the guy for not having zip on the ball. I guess, right? But then he's pushing them all the other throws. I yeah. Mean, I mean, Clay made two magnificent catches. Yeah, he's, and Clay he's a boss, that, man. Clay on that tip play. Could you can't you imagine like Palomalu in there like back in the day just crushing somebody on that yeah. or Ed Reed just crushing somebody or Ray Lewis just crushing somebody like the way he was stretched out? You're gonna get somebody killed, man. So yes, we need Tyrod back. I am Team Tyrod. He's smart and he's elusive. And yes, he's growing. But I'm sorry, I like EJ. I'm excited to see him develop. At the same time. I want the best guy in there to win, and with EJ, I don't feel that way. I When EJ's in there, I feel like a learning curve, and I feel that same thing we felt with Fitzpatrick, the same thing we felt with EJ, the same thing we felt with the name the quarterbacks before him. Like, the, the accuracy is not there, and I don't think Tyrod gets enough credit for his accuracy. Damn Madden don't give him any credit for his accuracy. They have him overthrowing the ball all the time. Eh... They get it wrong every once in a while. Either way, the, the but main... we we still love the game. EA Sports, we know you're listening. Yeah, EA, we know you're listening. What's up? When 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 you want to hook, when you want to do a little sponsorship, a little cross promotion, you let us know. Point of, point of all this is, you you have EJ in there, and, and you're making him drive eighty yards on the field. You can't consistently do that, and you have these pieces just falling off. Oh, news, Marquise Goodwin's on IR. He injured different ribs. I had all the high hopes in the world for that guy, but at this point... No, he was playing good on special teams. Give, give up the roster spot. Get him. I, I say get him out. Did you see Hogan limping at yep. the end of the game? Yep. It, I mean, I, it's Rex's excuse. Everybody's dropping like fry, flies. And going into that game, they already had 16 guys injured. And then Sammy Watkins hurts his other ankle. Yeah. Yeah, not even the same leg that had been giving him the problems. I mean, the Bills can't win. Now, Percy Percy Harvin, who I believe, didn't Percy Harvin finish that game in Nashville? Or was he hurt? Did he leave hurt in Nashville? I think so. I believe so, yes. Did he? I don't remember. But that's just, now he's out for a while, they're saying. Yeah. But Cincinnati, they did whatever they wanted to the defense, it felt like. And the most ironic thing about that game, though, to give you guys an idea, I, I don't think the defense is bad is as bad as everybody thinks. No, it's uh, it's just not what you're used to, and it, 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 it needs some adjustment. And I think everybody knows that from the Bills front office to the coaching staff to the fans. Everybody sees that there's room for adjustment here, but you gotta you gotta look at how the secondary's been playing. We got what you know we we talked about it last time. 
We got the best corner cornerback tandem in the league right now with uh with Gilly and Darby there. And that's that's big. That's big. And the defensive line isn't doing what what we're used to, but it was also it was also in the news before the season even started that that Mario Williams was gonna be playing kind of a hybrid like flex to outside linebacker type type role in this defense and in the offseason he's all about it now you know he's making comments about how much he's dropped into coverage and things of that nature and but that that that's what an outside linebacker does on pass plays you you got to lock down that that running back or that tight end depending on which side you're on you know i think i think the most important thing is playing your guys to their strengths at the same time, following what the coach says and Mario Williams had those comments like dropping into coverage, all this and that. And to me, I agree with him. I'm glad he's saying something. Now I always follow what the head coach says. And because it's year one, I'm fighting back what Mario said a little bit, which I'll get to, but if it was year three and they still didn't make the playoffs, I'd be like, Rex, your head's in your ass. But what I'm thinking right now and what I'm feeling right now is, okay, you're asking these guys to drop into coverage. You're rushing three a lot. And why would you do that? You would do that because the the the, the rep is up. Is, okay, Rex is thinking ahead. He's thinking, all right, these, these guys want, and he said it, these guys want to get rid of the ball in two seconds. Where are you going to throw it? And that's right. a very timing-based offense. The number two offense in the league, the Bengals, very timing-based offense. And what he's looking at doing is clogging where to throw the ball. At the flip side, Mario's complaining he should be rushing, but on the flip side, Mario, why don't you buy in and do what the hell you're told? Right. And, and Because I would love to be the coach in that room to know what the play was called and maybe Mario's doing everything perfect. Maybe he is. But what if it is he's not and he's being a stubborn asshole and he doesn't want to buy into it? I'm just saying. I'm not saying he is, but that could be the case where this is what I do. Because why? Stats are flashy. Right, right. Stats pay the bills. And he's uh, he's in the back end of his contract at this point. He wants his value to remain as high as possible. So, like... If he has a 10, 12, 13 sack season, that's money in the bank, and he knows that. And, and not for nothing, though, they are. I, I thought Andy Dalton, though, did hold the ball a lot longer than other quarterbacks. I mean, you want it, 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 so so here's the flip side. Now, now, flip back to Mario's side. Mario's side of the coin is. Probably, yo, we have corners good enough. And this is what I think. Two, we have corners good enough. I know I can pass rush. I know the next three guys next to me can get in there. I know even a guy or two off the bench can get in there and and wreak some havoc. And he's having all the time in the world to throw this ball and they're running a hurry up on us. Let's just rush for and stop thinking and just go. Let's just go because they're crushing us with all these adjustments. We don't have time to make seven calls anymore. You know, you guys are beating this drum, buy in, buy in. Yes, okay, I get it. But it's not working and not for nothing. Let's pin our ears back. Let's just go with this kid. We don't think he's that great. Let's just go after him. Right. Because you have the corners to cover. AJ Green was covered by Darby for like eight seconds. He got the ball on a comeback. Like Mario Williams, some people were saying next to me that he gave up on the play. I don't think so. He was trying to get around the guy, but he was just boxed out. And and, and he hit AJ Green on a third and long, like a third and eight. And Darby was all over him. You have the corners to cover. So I think they should just play basic defense pretty much. Right. And, and and last year, you know, the pass rush was very effective. You either had you know, you were crashing you were crashing from both sides. 
you either had Jerry Hughes running you into Mario or you had Mario running you into Jerry Hughes unless Marcel swallowed you up through the center, which happened enough. I, I, I would love to see – I mean, I get where the coaching staff is with the coverage because they're trying to think one step ahead. We need to write the book on – we need to get this ship corrected, I think, is the way the coaching staff is thinking. We got to get the book out on how to stop. The, they're they're in a very very. Even though it's not working, I, I think they're on the cutting edge of thinking. They're trying to figure out a new problem. That new problem is, you have to figure out how to stop somebody who's getting rid of the ball around two seconds. Right. Just quick three step drops, and that's. The weirdest part to me is we've seen Rex do it with the Jets with Chan Gailey. That ball was out. Chan Gailey disguised that offensive line very well. And that ball for the quarterback with Fitz was out fast. Mm-hmm. Very fast. Slants, Stevie's got inside, boom. Yeah, slants, screens. Right. So... Rex stopped the Bills on that and and put the book out on Shane Gailey's offense, and I don't understand why we're having trouble with that now. I don't know what they did. I'm too dumb. It's in a I-don't-know-shit category. I could do some research and find out, I'm sure, read some articles. But the personnel is all different, but I I think they're trying to, on the cutting edge, figure out a way. And, And Rex might be thinking, hey, these guys are... We have a defensive line of four studs. Why not have our Superman bodybuilder, like 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 perfect physique athlete, and Mario Williams drop into coverage? He's done it before with Wade Phillips for a little bit before he got hurt. And yeah. Jerry Hughes is a slender build too. Jerry Hughes can hang. Jerry Hughes hunts dudes down. Yeah, so, yeah, he gets so what he I'm gets downfield. They should buy in. Just buy into it, and you know what's cool is. It, the Bills are three and three right now. You got a lot of tape out there. If you start playing a basic defense, they're not going to expect it. I mean, is that really what they're doing? I, you know, I've I've definitely had that little idea run through my head that, you know, maybe maybe this is just the tip of the iceberg. That there's there's more levels to this that than what we've seen so far and. Rex didn't want to just lay the cards out on the table early on, knowing that we had to play the Patriots again later in the season. Um, the Cowboys were a pretty daunting opponent until some injuries happened. Which Des is going to come back. If he has a good week of practice, he'll be playing Sunday. We'll see. We'll see. You know, and, and that, and you I'm know, not holding my breath. You but. know what's going to happen, right, on a side note? You know what's going to happen. Castle's going to light it up. Des Bryant's going to have 100 yards. With a half a leg. And the Bills are idiots. Why would you get rid of Castle? Look- oh, it's already started, man. It's not even it's not even a thing thing of the future. It's here. It's it's on the websites, man. It's on the uh the message board. What I don't understand is the negativity. I really don't freaking get it. And these people you expect instant coffee. Chill out. I know it's always say I'm sorry to beat you know, it, for our two regular listeners in the world, like, I, I'm sorry to beat the same drum, but you don't have a choice here. Do you think posting on the internet, like, some bad Facebook comments of being brutal, like, up there with bad YouTube comments, like, is that really going to help? Bill's Mafia, really? Are, are you a mafia? Or are you just people with, like, imagine yourself in, like, a huge room. Like, in a theater, and you have a microphone like a stand-up comedian, and you just blurt out your bullshit. Why don't you think about it a little bit? Instead of putting out there, you know, he's really got to he's really gotta do this. And why don't you see what Rex has done in different things and, and just do research on personnel before you have comments about it because you sound like an idiot. Your name is attached to that. And I understand that we're here at risk putting up this podcast thing that we know anything. But damn it. Be a little positive. Like, yeah, oh like, my like god! Like, I know you don't get three and three. I know you don't get on there as much as I, I do. I can't. I will. 
I I know no I. You know Eric Wood and, and I blow fu- I blow fuses reading this shit all the time. You know you know what's on there right now. There is a petition going around on change.org to fire Dennis Thurman and bring back Jim Schwartz. Oh, and by the way, I got to say it about that. That that's fun. That's fun that that they think that that's even an option. Let me ask you this, Dave. You you turned down you turned down a job within the Bills organization during the offseason. You you grab a cushy job at the league office as as an assistant to the officials. Why are you going to go put yourself on a frozen western New York sideline? Is that what he's doing right now? Yeah, yeah. At the same time, he's it, got a league job, man. I, yeah, would, I don't think he's uh, something with the officials. I think he's something else. Yeah, no, he's he's an assistant to to the uh, officials. Officials there, like the referees. Yeah. No. Yeah. Huh? I'm almost positive. All right. Well, don't worry. We won't Google it. So that's gospel. Yes, we will. But here's an interesting thing about the whole Jim Schwartz thing. The Bills' defense last year, the first six games, 21 points and 336 yards per game allowed. The 2015 Bills' defense, 23 points, 356 yards allowed. I mean, are you kidding me? We're talking two points and 20 yards of a difference in this big Bills' vaunted defense. You know what the Bills' had last year that was pretty damn good a good special teams unit you know what that does it makes teams go farther now here's an even wilder thing to make personally my point of field position for this so far this theme of this podcast is field position if you really break it down and you go through all the stats okay you go through the summary of the game it's very, very interesting. The total yards Cincinnati had was 355 yards. So total yards the Bills had was 368. The Bills had one turnover. Cincinnati had 21 first downs. The Bills had 22. 22 yep. A they were perfect 30-30 split minute-wise. And dead even 112 rushing yards for both. Right. I mean... Yeah, EJ went 20 yards more than, than Dalton no, did, actually. And, and, and that's the thing, though, is the Bills gave him such a short field. Now, right. I'm not saying that because in the second half. Oh, real quick, though? They uh, had two long drives, Cincinnati. Real quick, throwing it in reverse. Uh, I got this article here from back in May, Pro Football Talk, that uh, Jim Schwartz will is uh currently working as a consultant to officials. I was right. Just want to throw it in there. I'm not right very often. I'm wrong all the time. No, you're right. So, no, I'm 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 very often wrong. I'm proven wrong all the time. I have no problem admitting it, but it comes up a lot more than I, than I would like. But not this time. So, I'm excited about that. Well, at least you nailed that. I mean, I don't. I, I was nail, like officials. Got to nail something. A league job, but but the point is, is the the Schwartz defense. Yeah, like we loved it because the stats were off the chart and the turnovers were, the turnovers were cool. Like, oh, oh, I'm gonna. This isn't this isn't Bills related. This just popped up on uh, as a notification just now. Breaking news: Fred Jackson crashed his car drag drag racing Marshawn Lynch after practice. Not sure if there's injuries yet. So uh Come on, Fred. Fred. Fred, best of luck, man. We love speed, but best of luck to you, dude. I hope you're all right. Come on. You know better. You saw Marcel Darius getting a lot of trouble. Allegedly with Jerry Hughes. But I I, I just think You know what I can't I can't criticize. I'd do the same damn thing. I, I, I know. If I had if I had the money for the cars, I would be like I, I drive I drive the cold front pickup truck from our Patriots video to and from work. If you guys watch that, I know you do. We know you're on the YouTube channel. If you're not, you should be subscribe. No Bills fan, YouTube. I'm not ra- I'm not drag racing anybody in that thing. But man, if I had that NFL money, 
Yo, if you have that, I would be. I would be Mario Williams. Money, go build yourself a drag strip or or buy a damn parking lot. I know this guy that put a dirt bike track in his backyard once. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, what a douchebag. I think the cops shut that down. Actually, the town called. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, yeah, yeah, we we don't talk about that. I didn't do anything. Uh, David Palermo has nothing to do with the dirt bike track, allegedly at his backyard home address, that the town may or may not have put a notice on the door. And, I mean, who would ride motorcycles in a neighborhood backyard? But I guess I live in the suburbs, and I pay a good amount for taxes in Rochester, New York. And thank you. Don't get me started, because I don't want to start a podcast on politics and why the state sucks of New York. Anywho, overall... The Schwartz defense was great. It was flashy. And I think Rex deserves to be given some time. I really do. And now Rex is taking a bullet, I think, for Dennis Thurman for calling the plays, if he is calling the plays, which is he calling the plays? I believe Rex is calling Rex isn't calling the plays, it's Thurman. He he's falling on the sword for him saying, Hey, I had ties or three guys are rushing. And these guys want to be turned loose, man. Like, they want to go. They really want to go. It sucks Kyle Williams is out with a little knee thing for about three to four weeks. Manny Lawson being aggressive, dove across him and bent his knee up, but whatever. Um, I, I still think they're going to get it together. Now, we're to lay a little water on the fire, to transition into positivity, the Bills are 3-3. Three and three. They have the Jaguars coming up. They have faced two undefeated teams. You're talking New England and Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals. And, and, and it's like, I really thought Andy Dalton was due to have a bad game. And... I think oh, he the, is. He he is. He was. He he still is. It just it wasn't when we wanted it to be. Right, right. I think that if you really chill out and let things play out, just look at it. We're three and three. The Giants game. The the hardest part about this is we know that if the Bills executed correctly, if they had better special teams, they might have hung in there more. Because I'm seeing an effect where the defense is on the field a lot. And that's not cool. And they're giving up big third down plays. Right. The time of possession in this game, like we uh, like we touched on, was dead even. 30 minutes per team. But if we want to win, if we want to win decisively, we have to have our, our defense on that field less than 30 minutes. 30 minutes is too much. We need to have. And, and you, you know what I think will shore that up? This should have happened, and this needs to happen. This is going to sound old school. This is going to sound New York Jets, Rex Ryan here. Look at the difference with LaShawn McCoy back. That kid is phenomenal. Yeah, he was lightning on that opening drive. And in, in, in general, I mean. He, he was averaging like five yards a carry. Yeah, he was crazy. And. If the Bills would have ran the ball more, you get to work some play action off that. You get to I, – I don't understand why they didn't run more. You have a good thing going on, and it was just incredible that it wasn't happening. And it, Although, there, I mean, there's a million things that get said on that sideline that we have no idea about. And, I mean, they said before the game that they were going to try to keep his load light because he's still coming coming off that hammy. Um. I mean, Dan Heron's playing okay. Like, I like Dan Heron. I think he looks all right. He doesn't look like a liability. He's playing okay, but I mean, he's not playing any better than any of these other guys who have been in in that slot on on the Bills roster these last few years. I mean, he's he's as far as I'm concerned, he's another Tashard choice. He's right in that category. I really liked Tashard choice. I thought he was good. 
Oh yeah, I mean he was he was okay for the role he played, but I wouldn't put him on my fantasy squad. You know what I mean? Right. And same same thing here. Like he's okay, but he's not gonna he's not gonna get you five yards a carry. Did, did Booby Dixon get a carry? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think the coaches are taking notice of that. But Lashawn McCoy had ninety yards, and I'm on seventeen carries. That's pretty sick. Like, I I think that's so. I think that's so awesome. I mean, he he looked great, and and if he just ran the ball, you know, it's a five point three average. He had a touchdown, and in the opening run, he had thirty three yards. I feel like he still could. I feel like if he was at full speed, they're saying he's he he's definitely at the best we've seen him yet since the preseason before the injury, but like. The way he makes guys miss and just redirects is like Barry Sanders asked, and and it's phenomenal. And if you feature that kid in Jacksonville, if they would have had him, quite frankly, if EJ, I don't mean to bag on EJ because I don't think he had an awful game, but no, he played okay. Even if Tyrod made those same slow reads, he would have completed the passes. If I if I had to grade EJ's performance in the typical A through F type grading plus minus i'd give him i don't know c plus he played okay i i would even say a b minus i don't think he costs the team um too much but there were some third down situations that he could have show a little bit more little that's bit the more thing poise, with tyrod taylor is it feels like tyrod taylor he just takes chunks of the field Right, like, right, and it's almost the bad part is his eyes are always downfield, and and he's a bad mother effer on on third down, man. He he, gets, he is an assassin. He gets a, he gets a third and eight situation, a third and ten situation. He eats it. Give and, credit to EJ though, man. He he did some some. It was cool that he ran the exact offense. Yeah, you okay. know that I thought that was sweet. Getting him on the run, seeing how he does. You know, putting and and I thought he did the best he could. I just feel like EJ's still nervous and he's not comfortable. But there were some bright spots. So Charles Clay had nine receptions for sixty-two yards. That is the quarterback's best friend next to the running game is the tight end. And Chris Gregg had five receptions. He was targeted yeah, a lot for Chris, fifty-four. Chris Gregg is a familiar target for EJ. He he uh, he liked him in his in his you know four games last year too. Right, and the year before. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I like that guy. And, I mean, Robert Woods had four catches, 47 yards. Sammy, four catches, 48. Um, Chris Hogan, two catches. Heron, two catches. McCoy, two catches. And Watkins had that cool touchdown where he hurt his ankle. But, you know, EJ was definitely sprinkling the ball around. He had a lot of attempts. But I, I just, I mean, forty. he threw the ball 42 times for 263 yards. Which is six three in attempt, six point three yards. That's not a lot, and that's exactly the problem, you know. That and, and his QBR was fifty six point nine, and that's the ESPN rating, not not an actual passer rating. The QBR, right, yeah. right. And the other rating was an eighty one point seven for the regular quarterback rating. So what I'm getting at is, if you're going into Jacksonville, is pretty much where this conversation is going. And my whole point. If you're going into Jacksonville, say EJ does start. They're saying Tyrod Taylor is due to come back. I hope he does. Just because of one thing, which you could say two. Number one is his decision making. That kid is smart. There was a clear drop off in vision and decision making and, and how fast he's making decisions. Yes, we do think. Tyrod holds on to the ball a little bit, but I think Tyrod's holding on to the ball to make that Ben Roethlisberger-esque type play, extend the play type stuff. EJ, yes, he's trying to extend it, but I think it's more like I'm not sure if I should throw it there. And, you know, I paid attention to Sammy Watkins. He had single coverage on him here and there. Yes, were they rolling a safety over to him? Yes, he was shaded on him. But it was one safety over top a few times, and I'm like, you better take notice of that pre-snap and look it off and, and look for him. 
And, yeah. And I got to give Sammy credit, man. I, I said it to my friends, too. All right. Sammy wants to complain about targets and, and whatever. Put him on blast. Give him the damn ball. See if he can do it. If he fails, keep your mouth shut. Keep going. If he shreds it up, that opens up the rest of the guys. That opens up the rest of the guys. And Sammy's right. I catch the damn ball. You look better. At least look my way. At least give me the chance. But China Dow, don't turn into early Matt Stafford, bud. I'm sure you'll come out of this. Julio Jones took a couple years to get rolling. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford took a couple years to get rolling. And I'm sure Sammy's going to be fine. But let's just focus on the, the one thing. Yeah, he's not him. even necessarily ruled out for, for no, Sunday. No, 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 no. He's, he's a game day, he he's took a game the, day decision. He took the flight. Yeah, he's he's a game day decision. If and, you take uh, the flight, you got to assume he's playing, and that's straight from Sal Capatrio's mouth, right. who's over there, flew over there with with them in London. And the way I see it is, if you stay disciplined with the run game, the offensive line did do a better job, even though Henderson went out with a concussion. These guys are dropping like flies. Um, Eric Wood, by the way, was was graded pretty high with Pro Football Focus. He was number the, one of the highest ranked centers, which uh, coincidentally Buffalo Rumbling said, "Well, he rated lower when he had bad guard play next to him with Cyril Richardson." I don't know if you saw that. And you know, shout out to Buffalo Rumblings. They do a wonderful job over there. Um, writing's gotten a little bad, I think, the last couple of years. But I actually thought it got better the last couple of years. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's like a different world. I used to be really active on there, but quite frankly, I don't have time to read as much. But and it went downhill, and, and it started like evolving. And when Bill's Mafia seemed to get bigger, it seemed like a lot more people. Like it seemed like the comment threads always turn into the same thing. People get offended. You get the resident expert. Same with forums. I can't do it. I can't do it. But. You know, Buffalo Rumblings retweeted that. I thought that was cool from Pro Football Focus. But you should really follow them. Buffalo Rumblings does a pretty nice job. Like, they, they there's a few accounts to follow. I follow pretty much just about most WGR guys on Twitter. I follow a couple national guys. And I follow uh, Buffalo Rumblings, Hardfall Sports. And what's cool is... You got people's eyes out there letting you know, like, who's getting better, who's contributing, who's not. And, and it's cool because it's like a lot of the research is done for you. You don't have to dig too deep because it's right in front of you in a Twitter scroll. But point being, there are some bright spots. LaShawn McCoy ran decent behind that offensive line. Now, some stuff got blown up, but that's what's cool about LaShawn McCoy. If, if you keep everything rolling straight and, and you stick to your run game, and you work some play action off that, I think the Bills can do some damage against the Jaguars. They are not a good team. Gus yeah. Bradley has a horrible record. Yeah, I mean, they're they're second to last in, in points per game right now. 18.8. That, that's not, that's not going to take much to put up more than that, you know. Especially with Tyrod starting. If he's, if he's, if he's good to go Sunday... I see the Bills scoring at least 24, 27 points. No problem. problem is, you know where I'm at? Where you at? And I guess I'd say this every game to you. I could talk myself into a Bills win, and I can talk myself into a Bills loss. And I always try to play devil's advocate with stuff. Try to look at both sides of the coin, which a lot of people think I'm very indecisive. Um, And it's really because I, I, I feel like I overanalyze a lot of things. And... There's a reason they play the games on Sundays. The Bills should not have beat the Packers last year. It just didn't line up. It shouldn't line up. And the Jaguars could beat the Bills. If the Bills keep putting their head in their ass and getting dumb penalties, nothing would fool me. Yeah, actually, this is this is kinda kind of a nice little stat here. Uh, they're second to last in points per game scored, and also po- second to last in points per game allowed. So, I got a good feeling about that. You would think, but I mean, just like the Bills roster, that team they keep accumulating talent. 
Right. Right. And Bla- Blake Bortles is having an okay year. Um, he's not he's not slaying it, but he's not sleeping on the job. He's completing fifty seven percent of his passes, which he could be doing doing more, but I mean he's put up thirteen touchdowns. Yeah, thirteen touchdowns to seven interceptions. Again, average ish. Maybe maybe slightly below, but like you said, Gus Bradley gotta go. Plus you got you got our they're, main, they're eight and thirty under Gus Bradley. Yeah. We got our main man Marone running the offensive line down there too. I don't even know how the offensive line is going, and it's like I don't want those guys. Yeah, I, I, but like I, I hate to rip. I hate to rip. I, I hate to rip those guys, the offensive linemen on the Jaguars, to to fail. I, I hate to hope that, and I shouldn't hope Doug Marone fails. I, I just think I do though. I I, I mean it's I so, do. It's so easy to beat I just up hope on him. Just, I just can't I just help hope it. he doesn't have a job. I think he's very arrogant, um, and. It's like, you know, this Gus Bradley guy. Maybe uh, Schwartz can get him a job at the uh, league office. Right. Because, I mean, that guy has no business on the sidelines. No, and you're right. You're right. And, and I mean, this Gus Bradley, they, they lost to some bad teams. They lost to the Colts without Andrew Luck. They lost to Jameis Winston. Now, that doesn't mean I don't like Hasselbeck. I think he's smart. And he's a vet, you know what I mean? So, he found Andre Johnson in some games, and that's sweet. Um, You know, they lost to the Texans, and now they're going up to EJ Manuel. So, they're, they have an 0-3 stretch right now. And if you go on BigCatCountry.com, it's like Buffalo Rum. It's from SB Nation, okay. and it's the same place that Buffalo Rumblings is out of. And... um. They are are the Jaguars blog for SB Nation. And this editorial says, Jaguars should fire Gus Bradley. Written by Alfie Crow at Alfie BCC on October 18, 2015, 8.33 p.m. He's over it. I actually read the comments in this. Just doing some research on this team. You know, I just want to get the pulse. You have a divided fan base. A lot of guys are like, come on, man. That roster, you know, it was it was the same defense they had for Chan Gately, which was, guys, he got a roster that was just absolute dog shit. And now you have a quarterback in the second year. Like, give him some time. Like, things are coming up. And I'm noticing more Jaguars players on TV than ever. You know, that well, at least not than ever, but in, in, in a while. Right, but when you look at, at at everything, you look at these these big picture things, with with the coach, and you just keep staring at that record. It's hard to believe that that he's gonna last. I just don't see it happening. No, not at all. It's it's inevitable. It's just a matter of when at this point, and it's it's an ugly thing to do when you gotta when you gotta. Get, make a coaching change mid-season, but wouldn't be the first team to do it, won't be the last team to do it. And I, I expect it before the end of the year. They're saying that he looks, quote-unquote, Bradley routinely appears to get out-coached in games and constantly sounds utterly confused afterwards. And... I don't know if there's a thing with the front office over there getting players, but like I said, I think there's more talent. But he is down there in in coaching. I mean, a lot of guys had a had an issue with coaching staffs. Like Dick LeBeau got fired. He had a horrible record. Yeah, you know, as a head coach, and some guys just aren't meant to do that. Yeah, again, like, not to keep bringing him up because he's gone, but Jim Jim Schwartz, great coordinator, horrible record. At the same time, coach. he's a coach that came from a garbage roster too. That's true. But yeah. I just don't know what to do with this team because I, I feel like they have an owner that 
sinks money into them and, and they get them players or they try to and I mean they signed Denver's tight end like that's huge that's absolutely huge but the Bills in a nutshell they have to they just have to somehow stay out of their own way Tom Coughlin said it let the Bills self-destruct let them self-destruct. Right. And, and and I, I really do want to see accountability now. Ron Brooks, you make a play, dude. I know you're listening. I really liked you coming out of the draft. You know, you played on LSU. is more like a number three corner. You had a hell of a bunch of defensive backs in front of you. You know, and maybe you didn't pan out like they hoped. Maybe they kind of thought you were like a little... You showed up when you are on the field a little bit. But in college at LSU... But, dude, you make a play, go sit down. And I really want to insert an F-bomb in there, too. Like, go sit down. Let, let's cheer afterwards. Let, right. Like, seriously, go in there like you guys did in Miami. Take their heads. Wipe them up and down the field. I don't care what you do. Take a whiz on them. Do whatever. Get back on the plane and celebrate. Go home. And get ready for your next opponent. And start watching film. I'm over this crap, man. These personal foul penalties are the easiest ones to clean up. These taunting penalties are the easiest ones to clean up. And if Rex don't get it, that he needs to clean his act up with these guys, then I don't want to watch the team. And that's where I'm at. I will always watch this team. But if I see the same problem not getting corrected, which is the easiest one, which is, we got these cute little wristbands. Yes, sir. And you're not yes, sirring. You guys are in no position, Buffalo Bills, to get the calls. They know that. The coaches know that. Everybody in the stands knows that. If a ball gets thrown up in the air and you don't turn your head around, they are throwing the flag, even if it's not catchable. That's where you guys are at. You want to stand over a dude? Do whatever you do. They're calling it. I just don't get why you think it's cool. Because you know what's going to be really cool? When you're riding the pine. You know what's going to be really cool? Is in a year from now you're cut. And then you're just scraping the bottom of the roster. Of other yeah. teams traveling. So you know what the key is for you guys? Stay in the damn field. Especially you special teamers. Because you guys are on the bubble every year. And it's nice to have good special teamers. But you better show up. You better follow in Marcus Easley's footsteps. Mm-hmm. And start wreaking havoc on the coverage. And this team, special teams, clean up. I, I'm waiting for a game where I, I haven't felt like... Unless they're ahead in Miami... I haven't felt like there was a game, Miami and the Colts, where, where there was a game where all three were really totally clicking. Offense, defense, special teams. Actually, you probably could say the Colts game and the Dolphins game. Everything was working out. I would say the Dolphins games. game more than any other. But I'm looking for a spark in these games. When, when shit starts rolling downhill, I'm looking for the defense to get a big stop. And by the way, Stephon Gilmore, I know you're listening and we're doing a lot of shout-outs in here, but don't worry, dog. I got you. You and Darby are lights out. Lights out. You guys are incredible. I mean, the the way Stefan like, like dives around the guy to block that ball out, it's an art. It's like Matrix shit. It, it, it's incredible. Gilly's a beast. Spread that whole thing. Yeah. Oh, he's great. And Darby is just on guys, too. And he plays yeah. physical, man. Yeah. Both of those guys play very physical. It's showing up. Gilmore always talked about you know, playing physical. But you know who else I've been really impressed with their intensity lately is uh, Corey Graham. The way he, I mean, he's tackling. He's tackling I love hard. having Corey Graham on safety. Yeah, I know he's still adjusting to it. He's not playing great at the same time. It's so cool to see him drop down. And by the way, guys, if you want to look into Andy Dalton's stats, I mean, there was a bomb thrown up. 
and Duke Williams was on him and Gilmore was on him. I thought Gilmore was going to pick the ball. I'm 99% sure Duke Williams screwed up. And that ball should that ball should have hit the turf. And, and that was like a good 45-yard bomb or something crazy from Andy Dalton. So, you know, you're looking at the stats, take 40 yards off. That don't happen. And you could take off some points. In the end, this team, I'm not depending on one of these three units to have a spark. They've all been up and down, up and down, up and down, inconsistent. We need consistency. Get your head out of your ass. Let's focus. Let's go. I believe in this team. I love this team. Consistency is the key, though. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you have a lot more time on offense. And right now I feel... If the the key to the game, LaShawn McCoy, right there. If you get the run game going, you're solid. I don't know what Carlos Williams' status is. Um, Probable. Is he really? Yes. Probable means he's going. Probable is he's leaning towards it. Questionable is there, it, it is 50-50. So that's good if Carlos is back to toe the rock too. It, we just really need this team to, to stay focused. Stay on the grind, put your head down, develop that run game. If you want to, Rex, you know, a, a new wrinkle, you want to add a wrinkle, ironically, send your four guys, play man coverage. Put even if, even if you want to put two guys over the top or blitz an extra guy, you know, still do your little confusion, maybe throw Lawson in there extra, have him drop back in the coverage or everybody else's man. You know, whatever you want to, do, you know what I mean, into his own, like whatever you want to do, and you could still be a little exotic, but you're getting the best out of your front four. Now Kyle's out, but you know you're you're gonna get your guys going, and, and that's what's sweet. So it hasn't been on film yet of them just doing that. But right. so I think this should work out at the same time. I have a feeling a lot of Bills fans are going to be in London, but other than that, I think it's very simple. Play disciplined football, develop the run. Quite frankly, take advantage of your opportunities. Get them in the third and long, keep them in third and long. That said, anything else? You good? I'm good, man. I'm ready to go. Don't forget. I'm David J. Palermo. AKA Numb Bills fan on Twitter, David J. Palermo on Instagram. We are also on Instagram as Numb Bills fan. Adam Deacon is. I'm Numb Bills Adam D on Twitter and Instagram. Check it out. Also, please, please, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Tell your friends. If you guys don't have iTunes, you don't have Apple products, numbbillsfan.pod, like podcast bean like kidneybean.com and you can even download a pod bean app where you can stream us to or download us do whatever you got to do but most importantly too subscribe to our youtube channel i plan on putting up like little funny like i love playing madden some people think madden videos are corny i do too but me personally i have some money plays that i kind of practice and yeah, no, we're gonna have we're gonna have some fresh content coming, some Madden, some Madden stuff coming up. We we do funny little skits for for these games. Um, if you haven't seen those yet, check them out. Some of them we won, some of them we didn't, but they're still funny. Yeah, and for the record, um, you know, I, I hate to put our foot in our mouth and and really take a dookie over all of our content on YouTube. We have been editing with iMovie. And, yeah, it, it, and it, it really exports it grainy and like in your phone. It's not, you know, if you ever use it on your MacBook, it looks great as you're editing. Then you export it and it ends up grainy. Like we're very yeah, aware. It's not, it's not ideal, but we are, uh, we're getting over that hump. It, it, the, vid, the, the content is still good. There's, there, there's still a lot of laughs there and it, it's only going to get better. What do, we, what do we know? We're a couple podcast guys. We run our mouths. Now it's we gotta, not like we're, I mean, we have such a pro setup. We're definitely not sitting in my breezeway that's overcluttered with hockey gear, a Bill's mug, a painting that Deacon's ex-wife. Did you get divorced yet? Oh, no, okay, well. 
That, that's that's for another show. Some little New York City that's, painting going on here that yeah. he kind of gave me. And, yeah, we're definitely not, like, just chilling. We have a pro studio. We're yeah, just not I mean, chilling on a breezeway. Yeah, we're, we're not sitting in mismatched chairs. With um, regular microphones that you yeah. used to sing into. Yeah, I mean, this... I mean, wait, wait, wait. You we got have... some cool stuff. You should have a yard sale, man. No, you got a hoard, dude. I love hoarding. If if I, I hit up the clearance aisles of like Target, I'm like, oh man, I need that. All right, we're really done here. Yeah, no, but for real, this dude is the dude who will go to a yard sale and be like, how much for everything? Just give me, give me a package price. Yeah, I have to actually move Craigslist, the Craigslist Pro app. Yeah, to then, another page on my phone because I have like certain search queries. It's like Gibson, Gibson Les Paul, and then there's like certain little guitar amps that I really just, you know, I'm always trying to get a deal. I type no, in this Sun. guy, this guy's wheeling and dealing so much they've literally considered changing the name to Dave's List. Oh, stop! No, they have. I I I saw it online. Word it's on the street. True. We're out. Subscribe to us on YouTube, please. Numb Bills fan, funny shit. So we think we just I don't know. And and if it's not there's a comment section. Let let it rip. We No. We 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 would hey, love hey, you know what? You we would to, love to hey. hear hear you beat us up, but we're going to beat you back. Just you, just Yeah, yeah, just so you know. We do keep it nice and a little bit PC on this podcast. You want to challenge us in real life, we'll shred you. Not scared? <laughs> I'll go toe to toe. Put your damn name on it. See you with the red pinto tailgate. We'll talk. Don't worry yeah. about me. I got these people tagging. I'm so flattered. I got these people on Instagram tagging at Numb Bills fan where it's like Buffalo. It's like some kind of like Buffalo sucks account. And it's like you lo- it's like a troll account. And I actually bid on the bait. And I, tr- and I straight up threatened him. I'm like, yo. If I when you see me, make sure you come say hi to me. Oh, I get on that Bills I get on that Bills Mafia. I got I got dudes like, yo bro, what section do you sit in? I'm gonna I'm gonna find you. I always just tell them, Oh, I'm up in the uh I'm up in the owner's box. Just knock when you get there. Yeah, we're sitting right next to John Murphy. Alright, we're really yeah, out. we're in the press box. Alright, no, we're done now. Gotta go. Peace.